Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. Happy Monday. It is your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. We wanted to talk a little bit about the quarterbacks to start the week, but probably not the QB that you're thinking of. We'll discuss that next on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so uh, if you followed the show recently, we've had a lot of discussion about Chandler Morris and Max Duggan, the QB battle. I won't beat you over the head with that today. Still appears that there's not really much separation between those two guys as we continue to move towards the start of the season. But there's another QB on – well, there's multiple QBs on the roster. Another QB on the roster, though, that gets a lot of attention or has gotten some attention this fall is Sam Jackson. And Sam's a really dynamic kid. He played very sparingly um, last season. But there's a clip going around um, of he came in in the Oklahoma State game after Chandler got hurt. And he was very electric. I mean, you could see he's just fast. He makes plays. But there's a a play that has made its way around social media in the past few months. And the score is like 42 to 3. I mean, you know, I don't have to remind you. You watched that game. You understood how bad it was. But Oklahoma State's just destroying TCU, right? And Sam's in a QB, and he rolls out, and he's rolling to his left, and his body is, you know, moving towards the left, and he kind of stops and just flicks his wrist and just absolutely launches a ball down the field. Like, it's a amazing throw. And I, I don't even remember who he hit, but, you know, he, he completes it to somebody down the sideline. And the arm strength, the accuracy, it was pretty stunning to watch. And Sam's also a super dynamic athlete. And everything we heard out of spring practice and fall camp was that the challenge for him is just going to be staying in the pocket and trying to figure out how to use his mobility and his legs to not only make things happen on the ground, but to use his mobility to keep his eyes down the field and, you know, launch one and make plays in the passing game. And, I mean, that's, that is a, a battle that – it's not even like dual-threat quarterback now. Like, everybody that plays QB, it seems like, at the college level has some athleticism, right? Like, the, the days of the statuesque pocket passer are pretty much behind us. For the most part, you know, there are guys that can move around and make things happen with their feet. And Sam is, is a higher level of that. But great athletes at the QB position, that's frequently a battle they face, is, you know, you, your, your instinct is to escape and to make a play with your, with your legs and not necessarily try to hang in there or try to move around and create a play in the passing game with your mobility and your escapability. Um, another funny thing about Sam has just been, like, they've been miking up players during camp He's got a really fun personality. Uh, I think it was on Friday or Saturday they had him mic'd up, and he was, like, roasting uh, Max and Chandler. He was giving Chandler a hard time about being from Highland Park. He was giving Max a hard time about, like, taking a girl to Six Flags. He's just – he seems like a really funny dude, great personality, fun dude to be around. And I'm glad that um, the the team on social media is trying to showcase, you know, some of those personalities now. But back to my original point. 
Well, Sam Jackson's a dynamic athlete. And he's also got a really, really good arm. Great arm talent. Can make plays happen. But that question's always there of if you have a QB who is not going to be your starter this year. I mean, I guess I can't say that with 100% confidence, but I feel pretty, I feel pretty confident that it's going to be either Chandler Morris or Max Duggan. How do you find a way to get him on the field? So I was looking through Twitter this morning as they're on the practice field again, and I saw a tweet from Frogs Today. Um, it was David Bodine, Coach Bodine on Twitter, and if I'm mispronouncing that, I'm, I apologize. But he covers recruiting and kind of does X's and O's for Frogs Today, does evaluations, and he said so. TCU football opens the team tempo period with the Sam Jackson package. Lining up all over before going back to under center. And, man, it's pretty. So he's saying today they're working on or instilling some sort of package um, that would have Sam on the field making plays. And I like this. I like the crea- the creativity of this. Now, part of this is fall camp, you're trying a lot of different things. Um you're trying to figure out, okay, does this work? Does this not? What are some go-to plays that we can use? Go-to formations. But I do think it's significant that they're trying to find a way to get Sam on the field in more non-traditional means. Now, the Wild Frog package, I know that brings up some bad memories for people. The Wildcat was all the rage like 10 years ago. It quickly kind of got figured out. But there's still a lot of unique things you can do having somebody under center, having somebody in a pistol look, and getting Sam the ball. And I also wonder, now it's risky to do this, but are there some situations where you put Sam offset in the backfield next to your quarterback as a, as a running back or in the slot? Now they have so many guys who can make plays from that slot position. I mean, they really do have um, some depth there. So, Maybe they just say, oh, we're going to play it safe. We're going to let him develop. And this is just kind of tinkering with some things. But I like the idea, even though I know it's risky, of having your best athletes on the field. And, man, this team, like, you know, I was talking about Corey Wren a few weeks ago, the Florida State transfer, Darius Davis, Tay Barber, obviously guys that um, have made plays in a lot of different ways in the past. Quentin Johnson on the outside. Quincy Brown, Savion Williams. There's a lot of playmakers on this team. You have to block. You have to have a quarterback that's going to get them the ball. But, man, there's there's a lot of different ways this team can beat you. And there's speed and explosiveness all over the field. And so maybe Sam Jackson is another one of those players that can kind of break this offense open and uh, give it a new dimension. When we come back, There is a change on the coaching staff at Oklahoma, and will it affect TCU? We'll talk about that next. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. All right, so welcome back to Locked on Horn Frogs. Uh, One thing about my life since I've uh, had kids is that I go to bed a lot earlier than I used to. I fall asleep about 10 o'clock. I know you probably don't care about that, but I I say that to set up that one, one downside about that is that I wake up at 6 a.m., and I feel like I miss sports news sometimes. Like, things break in the middle of the night, and I just have no idea that they happen because I used to be more of a night owl, and now I kind of go to bed earlier. 
And so I went to sleep last night and I woke up about 6 a.m. and I open up Twitter and I see I have messages and I see that Cal Gundy has uh, at Oklahoma has released some really long statement. Right. And so I read through it. I'm not going to read you the whole thing. But basically, wide receivers coach Cal Gundy, who has been at Oklahoma forever, played at OU, has been on staff since 1999 through multiple coaching changes. You know, stayed on Lincoln Riley's staff when Bob Stoops retired and was instrumental in kind of uh, helping that transition, even though it was a pretty seamless one. And then, more importantly, stayed on staff when Lincoln left. When Lincoln left and Brett Venables came in, Venables said, this is the guy I want. I want Cal Gundy. That's non-negotiable. And Cal stuck around. And OU made a big deal about it. Um... And so he's been there forever, wide receivers coach. And I, I won't go into all the details, but he basically said that recently in a meeting with his wide receiver group, he thought a player was distracted by his iPad. And so he grabbed the iPad and he read what was on the iPad. Apparently, the word, one of the words that he read on the iPad is a word that he should not say and a word that he did not repeat. Given the context and how secretive uh, he's been about it, I would imagine that this word probably had some racial undertones to it. Or it was probably a racial slur. Um, Now, I mean, in the context, was he meaning it that way? No, but he was obviously horrified. And he claims that he decided to resign. Now, whether he resigned or OU pushed him out, that part in itself is not really important to me. I mean, like the situation is bad. I feel for him. I feel for those players. Players have come out and given him support today, but I understand why he would just say, I don't want to be a distraction. I don't want to be a divisive force in this team. I made a huge mistake. Even if it was an honest mistake, I made a big mistake. I'm going to step away. Right. So Kyle Gundy is leaving. Now, what does that mean for TCU? So now there's an opening at the wide receiver coach position at Oklahoma and they promoted someone to interim and I'm sorry I should have looked at this name before I started recording today but I didn't but anyway they have an interim wide receivers coach right now and promptly a lot of TCU fans are already freaking out well what does this mean for Malcolm Kelly and Malcolm Kelly is a former OU Sooner um if you're on social media of any kind every couple months you'll probably see his famous rap, his famous freestyle rap that he laid down when he was in OU uniform. He was also a really good player and is a young rising star in the coaching industry. Great recruiter. When Sonny Dykes came to TCU, Malcolm Kelly was one of the guys that he um, wanted to stick around on staff. He was able to get that done. Originally an East Texas guy, has great relationships there. I mean, just checks all the boxes you want for an assistant coach. Now, the timing of this is obviously really intriguing because it's a couple weeks before the season starts, and I don't think OU's going to go make a play right now for him. Now, they, they very well could. Stranger things have happened. But I don't see it happening. Oklahoma has also made offers, tried to get Coach Kelly before, and it hasn't worked yet. Um, I don't know what they would offer him, but even if it's just sort of a lateral move, from a positional standpoint, I mean, he's going to be the wide receivers coach at OU. Maybe they give him some other title, give him a raise. Still, it's his alma mater. 
Um, it'd be a high-profile move. It would be something that I'm sure a lot of national people would pick up on and praise Coach Venables for doing, and it would allow them to also talk about the job that Malcolm Kelly's done. So TCU's going to have to watch out for this, and they've already seen, I mean, Rashad Samples leaving for the Rams, Coach Adribe leaving for Georgia. Like, the one of the risky parts of um, having a really good young staff is that guys get other opportunities. Now, I don't think TCU really has to worry about too much at the moment, even though if I'm Coach Dykes, I'm probably calling Coach Kelly in today and just saying, hey, what's, what's going on? How are we doing? Let's check in. Um, and, you know, it would probably be in TCU's best interest at some point during the season, or maybe in the offseason, to give Coach Kelly a raise and give him some sort of new title, added responsibility, whatever that looks like. But it's something to watch. Cal Gundy out as wide receivers coach at Oklahoma. Malcolm Kelly at TCU has those Oklahoma ties. We'll see if there's any movement there. Um, But it would hurt. I mean, it would be tough. If you lose three position coaches before the season starts, and I think they've done a really good job. I mean, they went and got Anthony Jones from Memphis, who appears to um, have been a really good hire. They went and got uh, James McFarlane um, from – or, excuse me, James McFarlane. That's a former TCU defensive lineman. Jamarcus McFarlane from uh, Louisiana Tech, formerly of FSA, um, Stephen F. Austin. And both those guys, I think, are going to do a great job at TCU. And now you have to play defense again with Coach Kelly. That'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today. Tomorrow I'll be with Josh Neighbors. We're going to do a little preview of TCU in the upcoming season. So that'll be on your podcast feeds tomorrow. This is Lockdown Horn Frogs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team, and it's every day.